Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. My name is Tom Singer, and I have been hosting this show for seven years. It totally blows me away that I started a podcast on a whim in my kitchen and seven plus years later, I have now completed 700 episodes. Most of those episodes have been interviews with really cool people who are doing smart things. And I'll tell you the coolest part about hosting a podcast for seven years and 700 episodes is that along the way, you get to talk to some really amazing people. I have learned so much. This podcast has really served for me, and and I hope for those of you who listen, it has really served as my own personal sort of little mini university. It has been a lot of fun to host this show, and I thank every single person who has ever listened to a show or who has been a guest. I thought I would look at today's show and I would do just a short little one-on-one chat with the audience and talk about then and now. So I started the show seven years ago. I announced it to my mastermind group. For the past 10 years, I have been part of a group with four speakers. Uh, There were five of us originally, but four of us have continued in the business over this decade. And they sort of serve as my my unofficial mastermind group, or my unofficial board of directors, if you will, uh, to help me sort of guide my business. And we were at a meeting seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, and I announced I was going to start a podcast. And I explained why I wanted to do it, how I was going to do it. Uh, They pushed back on me and thought that it was really going to take me off path from what I was doing. If you listen to the show regularly, you know that for the past 12 years, I've made my living mostly as a professional speaker and and professional master of ceremonies for association events and corporate meetings. And they didn't see a reason why a podcast was going to help me with my business. And we talked about it. And the truth was, I didn't have a real plan. And I had not done a really good job of tying the podcast to my business. The original name of this show was Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And one of the reasons that I kind of picked that name and picked that genre was the two podcasts that I listened to the most at that time were Entrepreneur on Fire uh, with John Lee Dumas and The Solopreneur Hour with Michael O'Neill. And I just loved hearing the stories from entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and business leaders who were successful. And my idea behind starting the podcast was it would give me a chance and a reason to talk to really cool people who were doing super smart things and learn from them. So I really started the podcast as my own personal university or a way to get sort of free coaching from really awesome people who would tell me their stories and we would move forward together. uh, And I would take little nuggets here and there from everybody who I interviewed, but it really wasn't tied to my speaking business. 
The topic that I speak about is about human connection in the workplace and why your network and your personal brand matter. I call my keynote Uncommon Connections, and it's about business relationships, trust, and accountability. And I have presented to over 1,000 corporate and association audiences over the years, and I probably should have made the podcast all about human connection and tied the two together and gone that direction. But I really didn't know what I was doing. And and if you go back seven and a half years, podcasting hadn't taken off like it has the last few years. Now, everybody you meet has either has a podcast or has had a podcast at some time in the last five years. The day I launched Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, it was the same day that Gary Vaynerchuk launched his podcast. And that was sort of a little sign, sort of a little prediction that the celebrities were coming. And in the next few years, there wasn't a whole bunch of celebrities. In fact, my podcast ranked in the top 100 business podcasts for like a two plus year period. And that was awesome. But as the celebrities and everyone who hosts a show on a business channel or NPR all started launching their shows as podcasts, my little program sort of vanished from that. Although I have a really good listenership in the world of podcasts, uh, it wasn't the level of these big, super famous podcasts. And so it never really got that level of traction. However, the positive of it right out of the gate was it started being a great lead generator for me for speaking opportunities. I think I'd had the podcast about three months when another podcaster who I'd gotten to know through the podcast community who worked for a company, was seeking a keynote speaker for their company meeting. And it was about three weeks away. They needed somebody. And he said, hey, I know somebody who does that, who speaks on the human side of business. And that was my first lead. I remember flying to the East Coast and speaking to this group. And it was a great, a great company who I spoke for. And it was a lot of fun. And that was the first lead that had come out of the podcast. And it was like, wow, it sort of funded like the whole existence of the podcast, because I don't think the podcast has ever cost me as much money as as I got paid for that speaking gig. So it was great. And then following up later that year, I got another one. And every single year since then, I've gotten two or three really legitimate leads to come into companies or associations and speak. And I, I always wonder, what if this podcast had been about human connection and, and the stuff that I was working on? And so uh, I wonder if I would have gotten more, but I never felt bad about that. So I thought for this podcast, like I said, I would say then and now. I've given you a little bit of the background of of how it started and why, but who was I seven years ago? And I'll tell you, one of the things I've come to learn recently is that people change. I know we often look at people in our lives and we judge them up by things that that when we knew them or, or when we crossed paths with them, but I tell people all the time that if you haven't had a lot of interaction with somebody in the last five years, you might not really know them because situations change, uh, income levels change, places people live change, all kinds of things change. And I think people grow and learn and change in their soul. I think people can become more open-minded. Sometimes they can become more closed-minded. People's political views can change. I know we don't talk about that. You never hear that on CNN or Fox, but I have a lot of friends who used to be Republicans who are now Democrats. I have friends who used to be Democrats who are now Republicans or like myself, they used to be affiliated with one party and now they've become sort of disillusioned with the whole system and they sort of land in the middle. So if you knew me seven years ago, I'm probably a different person and the podcast has had a lot to sort of contribute to that. It's been it's been kind of a nice journey that the podcast has set me up to be able to to learn and grow. 
So at the time when I started the show, like I said, I didn't have an extra room in my house where I could build a little studio and and host this podcast. I actually hosted the show from the kitchen table. And so like people couldn't come in and get a glass of water or cook dinner or anything while I was doing interviews. Um, I've always used Zoom, although I think I probably used Skype early on, but really quickly I moved over to Zoom and I've always recorded it onto sort of an exterior recorder. And I've always worked with Podfly Productions to be the sponsor of, of the, I mean, to be the producer, the, the editor of the show. But what's great is because I have always talked Podfly up. In fact, I've probably sent them like 30 or 40 leads over the years, many of which became their client. They actually sponsor my podcast. So why don't we take this real quick moment to thank Podfly for being the sponsor of this show. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on having great interviews, growing your audience, and interviewing real cool people who are making waves in business. So if you want to start a podcast, and I know even seven years after I did, many of you still want to try your hand at hosting a show. If you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. All right. So as I said, at the time I launched the show, we had two kids at home. I had a high school kid and a middle school kid. And when you're a parent, you have all kinds of things that are going on. You've got all kinds of activities. You're always worried about, are they getting their homework done? Are they doing well in school? How's their mental health? Uh, when they get a car, you're worried about them. When every time they leave the house, you're worried about them driving. Uh, you know, they get a job and you're trying to keep tabs of where they are. So there was a lot of things going on in my life at that time that was was just crazy. Uh, there was just a lot of responsibility of raising kids and having two teenagers living in the house that was going on. Also at that time, my entire income came from being a professional speaker and master of ceremonies. I didn't have other ways that I earned any money. And I was speaking about, I don't know, somewhere around 40 times a year. I was gone about 80 plus nights a year, which meant that, you know, again, that just added to everything with a wife and kids at home and a podcast I had to do and just the responsibilities of life. I was on the road almost a third you know, or about a quarter of the year constantly. And so I was juggling everything that went on with that. I also, my career was kind of just coming into its own seven years ago. My speaking business was just really taking off. I was speaking for some amazing brands and some great associations. And I'll be honest, I was having a lot of fun, but also, you know, I think I got caught up in the, in the, 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 the headiness of it, right? The, being a professional speaker, you got to be a little bit careful because the ego can get in. You're, you're, you're flying, you're staying in hotels, people are meeting you, you're excited, you're sort of the star of the show. And you know, I think for a while I, I kind of got caught up in that. And I think part of that, you know, this show was ranked, you know, often in the top 100, sometimes in the top 20 business podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And I think that the ego kind of got got going at that time, but, but it's okay. I, I hope I was still kind of a nice guy, but, but I got caught up in that. And yet at the same time, I was also dealing with my own crap, if you will. And I think from time to time, we all go through times where we're dealing with our own stuff. And sometimes it's really good stuff, but if you're a human being, you're going to have bad things happen. During that time, my, my father had just passed away. 
Uh, I lost my mom when I was a teenager, so I was dealing with sort of the angst of, you know, being in my 40s and having both of my parents gone. And, you know, like I said, the, the pressures of love, just the regular pressures of life. But also, I think I think I was dealing with some hidden sadness. And, and I was one of these people, I was brought up in a family where Maybe we were taught that you don't take that to work or you don't take that with you. So I would I would sort of push those feelings down and just put on a happy face everywhere I went. And I don't know that that's the most healthy way to go about life, but it, but it's what I did. Fortunately, it never turned into anything really bad. But the one thing I've learned is I tell everybody that if, if you're struggling with, you know, depression or even just, you know, some sort of misplaced sadness and, and, and sort of feeling lost in a funk, I think it's a really good idea to go and talk to somebody. And I, I didn't do that, but it probably would have been the smarter way to do that. The other thing is I, I didn't really have a plan for my business, for my life, for the podcast. I, I just was sort of going through, through the motions, but you know, it worked for me. And, and as long as it was working, you know, there's the old saying, don't fix it if it's not broken. But I think at the time I was a little bit lost and a little bit adrift and didn't really have sort of that key plan for what I was really trying to accomplish. So let's fast forward to today and what's going on now. Well, now my wife and I are empty nesters. We're probably getting along better than we have in years, and we're having a lot of fun together. Uh, we've taken some really cool trips, uh, all just domestically. Of course, we've been dealing with everything that's been going on in the world. We haven't been able to go anywhere all that exotic. But, uh, you know, one of our kids is out of college. She's engaged to be married. Uh, she actually had two fully planned weddings at two fully different destinations uh, with the same fiance, mind you. And the pandemic twice made those weddings have to be postponed. So they've put their wedding off till 2023 and just moved ahead with their lives. They've bought a house and they're, they're working forward to accomplish some things that they have in their personal goals before they start having children. But it's fun to see the kids be at that next level. My other child, two years ago, got accepted to her number one choice for college. She's at an Ivy League school. Both my kids worked really hard. I'm so proud of them. But uh, my youngest is a sophomore in college, and you know she's finding her way in the world. And you know she's one of those kids who tells her parents everything, so we hear all about sort of the ups and downs of what's going on in her life. But she's having a great experience in college, and, and that just really not only is it easier not having the responsibility of, of always having to be raising the kids, but there's something really special about being able to see them sort of flex their wings and put them out and fly and go out into the world. So I have a lot more happiness uh, from that and a lot less worry uh, than I did at the stage where I was raising kids. But of course, two years ago, the entire meetings business as we know it the live meetings business where, where I made my income, where I made all my money for, you know, at the time, 10 years, now 12 years, the whole thing shut down because of the, the, the pandemic and what we had to do with closing everything down. And I was ill prepared for that. I mean, I'll be really honest that I knew there would be ups and downs in being an entrepreneur. And over the years that I worked for myself, I've seen, and I was in sales before that. So if you're, you know, if you're chasing a quota, you have good quarters and bad quarters and good years and bad years. I was prepared for sort of the ebb and flow of working for myself, but never had I imagined that everything would come to a stop, that a big parking brake would be pulled on my business. And I just wasn't ready for it. And so my income went from a pretty decent you know, amount of money to zero for almost an entire quarter. And I was able to, to pivot a little bit and do some virtual things, but it didn't really pay as much. And all the meeting planners and all the associations that I worked for were laying people off. There was just, it was just a time of turbulence. And I always tell people, 
it's the tale of two pandemics because I talked to people in some industries and the hardest thing they had to do was work from home where their kids were doing Zoom school and it was just, you know, hard because there was so much going on in their household where other people either got really sick or a family member got sick or their business just got decimated because their business was one of those businesses that really required sort of face-to-face, you know, interaction. And, and that's where I was. And so it was really hard for me. And fortunately, I had already started to turn that little corner on mental health and dealing with uh, trying to overcome some of those feelings that I had. Because otherwise, during that, I might have just sat in the corner and cried because I got really worried uh, to watch my income go to zero. Now, I did. I did have an emergency fund, which was good because we had an emergency. We had to use it. But I, I was sort of lost as far, as far as what to do. So one of the things I did is I created a program for myself back in March of 2020, where I said, every day, I'm going to talk to one smart person and I'm going to go ahead and ask them for advice on what I can do in my career. Now, I had the advantage. I already had this podcast, so I was already talking to two smart people a week, most weeks, because I do often interviews. And so sometimes after I would do the interviews, I'd ask the guests kind of for advice. I'd just be really transparent and tell them what was going on in my business. And I was interviewing CEOs and entrepreneurs. So you know, it was great. But then on other days, I would reach out to past clients. I would reach out to other professional speakers. I would reach out to people in any industry and I would just, you know, chat with them, see how they were doing. And then I would say, look, I'm trying to talk to one smart person a day and I'm looking for ideas of how I can revive my business during this shutdown. And I got some really good ideas that were able to allow me to get back out there and start earning some income again. I did a couple things. I joined uh, a company called Stanton Chase International. It's one of the leading executive search firms out there doing business development for them. And it's been a huge learning curve. I, I probably have another year or two to, to continue to learn. I'm really trying to focus on doing business development, but I've worked on a couple of searches for them. Uh, and if you're a regular listener to the show, uh, I talk about them as a sponsor of the podcast and they are the best company I've ever worked for. So my job is really looking for companies who are looking to augment, replace, et cetera, people in their sort of highest level roles. So oftentimes people who are looking for jobs call me and, and I can share advice, but I usually can't help place somebody who's lo- randomly looking for a job. But I'm talking to a lot of companies who are looking for CEOs, CFOs, heads of HR, et cetera. And that's been a lot of fun. And it really ties in to this whole focus that I have on people and connection because that's what finding the right person for your company for a job is. So at this point, I'd like to thank Stanton Chase for sponsoring the podcast because this episode is also brought to you by Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership teams. And that's been really exciting for me. And it came out of making a phone call to one of my friends who's really smart. He runs all of North America and he's on the international board of directors for Stanton Chase. And he said, look, why don't you come? You have a really big network. You talk to a lot of people. Why don't you come and join us? And in joining him, that's why I made the pivot for the name of this show from Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do to Making Waves at Sea Level. And the reason that I did that was the focus of Stanton Chase isn't really the entrepreneur company. It's really that sort of established company who's looking for someone in that senior leadership team role. And so I decided that I wanted to be a bit better aligned than using the entrepreneur word and my speaking career, I'm often referred or hired by people in the C-suite who see me speak at a conference and they're like, hey, we got to bring him into our company. And so I wanted to, to get away from that entrepreneur word that wasn't really in alignment. As I said, when I started the podcast, I didn't have this real focus. 
And I wanted to take it to more of a C-suite focus because, hey, that's where I'm focusing on both sides of my life, both in the executive search world and with my speaking career. So, so I did that. Uh, I made that change name, uh, the name change for the podcast for that reason. So as we're coming into 2022 and I'm finally hitting the 700th episode, I will tell you, I am really jazzed up and excited about what the next 700 episodes hold for me. I am looking right now actively for uh, C-level executives in companies with more than a couple of hundred employees. So if you're listening to this and you work for a company or you are a CEO, please hit me up. I'd love to interview you or someone on your team. Or, or if you work with a company and you're like, oh my gosh, this company's a client and their CEO is awesome. He is making waves in their industry. I would love to talk to them. So the other thing is, as I said, when I started, people change over time. You know, I had a falling out with somebody a few years ago and it wasn't a horrible thing. It wasn't a big blow up. I'm, I'm not a person who's full of drama, but I was thinking about that person the other day and I thought, you know, they don't even know who I am because in the last five years, I have lived by this motto of try new things. And I've, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm scared of heights. The first thing I did is I jumped off the Stratosphere Hotel's sky jump, which is a 108-story level jump that you do outside of their Space Needle-like building in Las Vegas. Scared the bejeebas out of me. But then I was able to go ziplining in Costa Rica because the fear wasn't there as much of heights. And now I'm able to do other things when I'm hiking and stuff. I can get a little bit closer to a, a ledge. The other thing is I took up going into the outdoors. I was always this city kid who all my vacations were like London and Paris and Rome and San Francisco and Chicago. And a few years ago, my youngest child who is really into the outdoors, in fact, I, I told her she's in college, she's you know, an environmental biology uh, and ecology major, and she really loves going out hiking and camping and doing things like that. So I got involved in doing that with her and went to Yosemite with her and we went to the, the Grand Canyon with her. And now I try to get outdoors every chance I can. It's part of my, my grasp on, on changing my mental health and my state of being is I meditate every day. And when I can meditate outside in nature, that's even better. And I really love being out there. Uh, I also started doing stand-up comedy a couple of years ago. I've now done 135 open mic nights, and I've been invited to be a comic in eight local shows in Austin over the last few years. And I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm not a great comic. Jerry Seinfeld is not worried about job security because I'm telling a few jokes at an open mic night in like a little bar. However, it's made me more playful. It's made me more confident, if you will, just to go out and do things because I realize I think I spent too much time worrying what other people thought about me. And, and now I just don't worry about it quite as much as I used to. And it's all come through these changes that I've done the last few years. I started studying Taoism. Now, I'd love to tell you all about Taoism, but I don't even understand it after two years of really, you know, you know reading the Tao Te Ching and, and, and watching all of these videos and reading all of these articles on it. But it has taught me just to go with the flow a little bit more. You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just more easygoing one of the things I've learned from Taoism is that, you know, water flows downhill. If something gets in the way, it goes around it. If it gets caught by a dam, it just stops. That's all water can do. And that's the way I've started living my life is I'm, I'm just flowing downhill and I'm working around obstacles. And, you know, I, I take the form of wherever I end up being in the end. And I am so much more at peace. So that's just a little bit of, of where I was when I started the podcast and where I am now. I don't know why I chose this for my 700th episode. Somebody told me to interview a celebrity and I thought, no, I think I want to do just a retrospective of where I went. 
I have no idea if any of you stuck with this or found any of it interesting over the past 22 minutes or whatever it's been. But I want to thank you, if you are listening to this right now, for being a listener who's stuck with the show, who's listened in, and who's come along on the journey of making waves at sea level. I'm recommitted to the show. I want to see it grow. I want more people to listen. So do me a favor, tell your friends about it. But more important, make sure that you're subscribed and you leave a review on Apple or Stitcher or or, uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast joy. And then the final thing that really came out of doing this podcast for seven years is I didn't even know one could be a professional paid podcast host, but I now host four shows for companies and associations. So I started several years ago hosting a show called the Digital Enterprise Society Podcast. I co-host it uh, and it's been a lot of fun. And then I started hosting the National Speakers Associations Podcast, which is called Speakernomics. So if you're in the speaking industry or you know anybody who wants to make money with the spoken word, they should be listening to Speakernomics. And then I host a show called the Sales Tech Podcast for a company called Sales Success Media. And that show, we're kind of rebirthing that again as we go into 2022. And I have a lot of fun and I'm learning a ton about the world of sales technology, which is just exploding. And then I'm just in the process of finalizing a deal to host a podcast for a law firm who's going to do a monthly show talking about the type of law that they specialize in uh, in the Northeast. And I'm going to be their, their podcast host interviewing their main lawyer and some of their clients along the way. So this podcast that my mastermind group told me hmm, might be a bad idea, might take you off, off path. You know, they're wonderful, but everybody can be wrong. It turned out to be the best thing that I did seven and a half years ago because we're sitting here right now and I'm sharing all of this with you. And I also have four shows that I host for others and I'm actually looking to host two more shows. I think I've figured out that I could host six shows and make it be a lot of fun. So if you know a company or an association who wants to do a podcast but doesn't have someone on staff who really could do the interviews and and have the the experience to drive the show, I would love to host or co-host it with them. So again, thank you so much for coming along on this journey. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody who is awesome. So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, But do me a favor, go out there and flex your business muscles. Make sure that your career ladder is against the correct wall and you're doing something that you love because you don't want to climb that career ladder and get to the top only to find out, oh my God, this isn't what I want to be doing. And while you're out there doing all this stuff, have some fun along the way. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.